Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 298B, B? the second episode for the week, where we will now discuss our thoughts on the Netflix original film, Lou. Lou. With, with you for that discussion, just Grayson and Roger. For the episode discussing Don't Worry, Darling, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming trailer talk, check out episode 298A, posting on Tuesday, October 4th. Well, Roger, we watched another movie for the week. Yes, let's we talk did. about Lou. But as always, let's start with the Rotten Tomatoes, see what everyone's thinking about it. Lou on the tomato meter is got a whopping 68%. That's higher than I'm going to give it, I will say. Oh, uh, and an audience score spoiler. an audience score of 64. So right right about in the same about equal. About equal, just a few point difference, which uh, kind of baffling to me, but let's get into it. Let's get some particulars out of the way. A small cast is actually kind of a, a nice little uh, small movie here. Alice yep. and Janney, Journey Smollett, Logan Marshall Green, Ridley Asha Bateman, Grayson Holt, and Matt Craven, directed by Anna Forster. Roger, what's Lou about? Uh, a lady named Lou. Thank you. Can you go a little further in depth, please? Uh, no. It's not a revenge film or it's not a any kind of like that. So Lou is about a someone who is presumed dead um, coming to get his kid. And the puzzle that unfolds in front of us all happens during a like a cyclone or a hurricane, which is incredibly infuriating because yes. I, I don't think any of the events would play out as they do as we see them on screen, like from the first time. Something happens like, ah, I don't think that would have played out like that. But let's jump into it then. Lou, Allison Janney is amazing. She is yeah. a very good actress. Is capable of doing anything. We've seen her in a multitude of roles. And she pulls off the, I mean, she pulls off the, I mean, what what could be special forces, although she's it's revealed that she was in the FBI. CIA. Sorry, CIA. But I mean, the training on a CIA agent isn't nothing they are trained to kill and trained to kill quick. They're spies. They're legitimate spies. And so I like how Allison Janney, even as old as she is an actress, she, she pulls this role off beautifully. Yeah. Um, to me, this is uh, Hunted uh, with Benicio Del Toro meets Taken, I guess. But I guess in Taken, it'd be the other way around. It'd be the because Taken was Liam. It'd be the male. So now it's the female. Um, those are two movies that I think of when I watch this one, especially Hunted. There's a lot of story beats that are very similar to Hunted in this one. The Hunted, I should say. The Hunted with um, Benicio and what's the guy? Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. So, Journey Smollett is a struggling mother with a young girl who is just trying to live her best life. Sure. Um, but before we get to that story we start this movie kind of bookended with uh, Allison Janney's character uh, Allison Janney's Lou she is she's getting some documents together it's a storm outside um, she's she's not in a good place so we can we can tell that visually no, we can no, tell, we can no, tell no, that visually through a certain certain things um, she's getting documents together she's writing a letter and then we see her sticker the the barrel end of a rifle in, 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 in her mouth as we zoom out. She's in a dark room with a tarp. Obviously, she's trying to save clean up for somebody. And then we cut away. 
but we come back to that pretty quick. So we're not too far off of where we sit with her then. Mm-hmm. Um, then we catch up with Journey Smollett's character of Hannah, who is just trying to be a good mother to her daughter, obviously trying to stay off the grid and avoiding difficult questions from her child. When her child asks about her father, she says, let's play a game with a child, of course, loves and then runs and hides, hide and seek. So she's obviously avoiding very hard things to answer. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's where we pick up. And then the movie actually gets started pretty quick with um, a guy on the side of the road gets picked up. And then he kills the guy who picks him up and then abducts the daughter. And then that's where we catch up with. That's where the movie pretty much starts. That's where the inciting incident is. Yep. Just keeps right on going. So, Roger, bring us into the characters from there. What do you? How do you? How do you see Lou and Hannah? How do you, do you see them as real characters in this world, real people in this world? So I do. So one one thing I think is important here: this movie is uh, taking place in the late '80s. Um, that does matter quite a bit here for some of the characters' motivation um, about everything. With Lou's character, I mean, she's a believable character in this role. And uh, I think Allison Janney does a really good job of portraying somebody with this level of just expertise. Social, yeah. yeah, well, and social awkwardness, you know, outside of her field. Like, she is very good at what she does, she's really bad about being a good person. <laughs> Um, so I think that's important here. Um, she's gruff, brash, that sort of stuff, uh, abrasive even. Um, but she is very good at, with her skill set. you know, most likely like take it style. Um, but yeah, and other characters, you know, like the little kid works just fine here. What's, um, what's, uh, mom's name? What's her first name? Hannah. Hannah. Um, you know, Hannah's, you know, her daughter's missing. You know, I know I would do anything for my kid if she was missing. And especially if I had an idea of what had happened to her, um, you know, like a strange spouse took them. That would be really bad. <laughs> so I would go out of my way to, to hunt them down. Well, here... a very particular set of skills. <laughs> yes. We all love that uh, line from Taken 2008. Very legendary, actually. Um, so, this the the storm is what <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts in this in this film and I, I just I don't I'm not quite sure however this was envisioned I'm not quite sure the final product came out like they wanted it to no it's uh it's janky um disjointed uh I think passage of time here is weird in this movie so it's hard to know how much time has passed, but I mean, you can't be too much time because you you can't just survive in a tropical storm like this for a long time. You just can't. You just, I mean, eventually you're going to have to retire, or you're gonna have to give up and just sit somewhere, where it's, ride it out. And they they don't really do that. So, the passage of time here, how how much time do you think has passed during this movie? Yeah, but like in the actual timeline, like two or three days. See, I think it's a lot less than that. I, th- I think it's like one. I think it's like a twenty-four hour period, almost less than a twenty-four hour period. In, in, in really, my I mind. definitely got the vibe. It was like three days. Maybe not. Okay, maybe not twenty-four. But I, def- I definitely do not agree with three days. Maybe one or two at the absolute most. But we have. So what? Also, I think is hard to believe is the is the is how all these characters are connected. 
which is when 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 that comes about, I'm like, oh, of course they are. Of course oh, yeah. they chose to do this. That's like it, boo. Like it couldn't couldn't Lou have just been an eccentric woman that just lives because she just is living where she wants to live because she doesn't like people. Mm-hmm. And she just wants to live life because the way she is, because that's how she wants to live. She just wants to be out there by herself. I would have accepted that a whole yeah. lot more than what actually plays out. And I'm actually kind of upset that how the movie plays out because they had the setup and they didn't go with it. Is is my kind of my whole thing is yeah they had the fifty extra piece of the puzzle in there that was unnecessary like completely unnecessary I get that I we've seen plenty of films and very believable when the father comes back to kidnap the daughter from that he believes was taken away from him unfairly by the spouse I get that that would have been a very believable story I mean every there's lots of fathers in that position who would do the same. I mean, who in their mind would do the same thing to be with their daughter. I get that part of it. It's when they try to try everything together. Sorry, when they try to tie everything together in a neat little bow. That's where I have the problem because it doesn't make any. It, it's so far fetched. Oh, and it's unnecessary. And in, in a movie where like you're you're otherwise you're really trying to ground this in some sort of reality. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. It also is extremely unnecessary. Um, I, I don't think they needed that extra part of it. And if you have a very particular set of skills, if you're looking for a reason, if you're looking for to give Lou's character a reason not to kill herself, then obviously she's made some, some mistakes in the past, which she's not okay with. And they've just gotten to her and she's done. She's just, she's, she's lived life as far as she can. And this is what she's chosen to do. I can accept that. Yep. And, a reason for her not She's to... carrying tortured secrets. You know what I mean? Seen shit that she yeah. doesn't want to talk about. A ton of stuff. And again, I understand how that can eat away at a person. I really do. Oh, yeah. It's very believable. And when Hannah's in a panic, runs to her house and says, I need your help. I, you, they've taken my kid. I, I know you can track. Please help me. I need help. Then her saying, okay, I'm going to do one last good thing before I leave this world. I, yeah. That would have been a much more understandable and believable motive yeah. it's it's not unbelievable <laughs> that's what i'm saying is i've done i've done and seen a lot of shitty things i'm gonna do this one last thing to help kind of redeem my soul before Some i redemption yeah. before i leave this planet and it's you know and it's and it's the last like four seconds in this movie i have a tr- i have a problem with too it's like why jesus why um they track this guy through the island Mm-hmm. And they come across things, and the scene in the cabin with the with the two guys that obviously have some sort of military training. Let's let's, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So Lou and Hannah track Hannah's daughter to where they come to a place where they cannot get past because there is a cabin, like a little shack in the in in what looks to be like Everglady woodsy kind of area. Yep. With two guys, they cannot get past until they make these two guys disappear or gone for some reason mm-hmm. and so let's talk about the fight inside the cabin <laughs> between okay. lou and these two highly trained military guys somebody gets her throat slit with a can which is awesome by the way that's awesome well it's just i wondered how they were going to do that because in my mind i'm saying um these guys are in the prime of their life and this woman's a little older once they yes. get to the, once they get the drop on her it's done it's over but however I very much believed how Allison Janney's Lou gets the better of these two guys. Oh yeah, 
And it's, I they, can see it. They do it in a way that's very believable. And they, I mean, it's it's not where she completely overpowers them. She just kind of outsmarts them and uses her surroundings to her advantage. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in a way that she'd have to, because she's not going to beat them brute strength. She's just not. Nope. You're just not going to win that fight. But no, as no. a spy, she knows. Well, she, she, she knows a few ways to... And that kind of goes into the whole character of Lou and why you need someone like Allison Janney to do this. Uh, I don't think there are many people on a very short list of people who could have done this role. I just there may have been three or four. Um, I I don't. I mean, Helen Mirren couldn't have done this. No, she's just too old at this point. I mean, there are a couple of the women I think could have done it. I mean, we just watched the three hundred five this past you know, ten months ago with yep. some really you know some older very women, capable ladies, very capable kick ass women. But Allison Janney is not a bad choice for this. She's a matter of fact, I think she's a, a wonderful choice for this. What so after the cabin is where the movie starts to lose me a little bit. Sure. They track this guy, Philip, played by Logan Marshall Green, who has been in a, several things. He's a handsome devil. You mean dollar store Tom Hardy? Yeah, I was gonna say, definitely you know, that's the Tom that's the guy I was like, why who does he remind me of so it's much? Tom Hardy. It is, it is the discount Tom Hardy. Um, and where I know this guy from, um, he's the in the in the movie Devil in the elevator. He's the guy that is being redeemed in Devil. Is he's given a second chance? That's why okay. I know. Like, I watched that movie several times. Like, where do I know this guy from? It, it, it's Devil, but he's been in several other things. But here's the movie starts to fall apart. Is when we're so they're on an island, right? Yeah. How big is this island? Because if, if um, they're tracking for several days and they still don't come to the coastline, that's a little I weird. I mean, the it? San Juan Islands outside of Washington are actually fairly large. Are they? Okay. is That's that, where they're at. Okay, the San Juan. Okay, so they're tracking. It's like, a, it's like a collection of little islands, and it's like right at the, like, like the Canadian border. And so where does Hannah's all of a sudden... Uh, ankle injury or foot injury come into play uh, I mean the, the fact that she just has a, uh, a giant blister yeah but like she's up until that point it was fine why all of a sudden now is it a problem no I don't know this woman lives in the woods she doesn't know I mean she lives in an island in the woods she would have the proper footwear and care to deal with that I think Maybe. I mean, I would think so, but... Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Again, it's one of those plot convenience things. It slows them down a little bit. It gives them a reason to sit down, take a break, and talk and exchange more spoon-fed information be- between each other. Which I also There are some like. very large islands as part of the San Juan Islands, too, by the way. Large, yeah. large. Yeah, you just said that. Large. I'm large. just looking at it now on Google Maps because I do that. It's big. Big, big. So let's talk about it then. Could you have? Uh, so, do you believe up to this point that the tracking of the they're they're tracking this person? Do you believe it up to this point? Okay, so the part that loses me with the tracking, I'll just start talking about that, is when they encounter the bridge. Okay. Okay. I believe that they could have tracked him up until that bridge point, and the reason I don't believe that they could have tracked past the bridge is because I don't understand how they got over the bridge before them with a little kid and him. Right? Well, it just would have been 
the little kid would just been on his on his back, and he would have just gone over. I mean, but like one false step, and they're both dead. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? That's uh, awfully risky to try to pull something like that off. And I mean, they could have even wrote in the story where like he destroyed that bridge, but he didn't. You know what I mean? Oh, they was, don't go that was, route. It was destroyed when he it got was there. A tree. So. Yeah, it was a tree. So, so I mean, that's the whole thing. Is I mean, it's. I, that's what has me so because I mean it's a lot of very convenient things here that happen, yeah. In a, in a certain in a certain way that make it possible for them to catch him. Now he is revealed that he is a Green Beret, and yep. I mean Green Berets are they're not they're pretty people. badass. Yeah, <laughs> they can survive for probably days, months if they need to in the wilderness. Yep. I I've with I've, water he'd be just fine. I have a feeling. Anyone in his position would have just waited for them for what he knew would come and then just killed them both and then just gone about his plan. Probably. So that's but that's what I'm saying is like so how good of a I mean, then we're calling into question the validity of how good of a Green Beret could he have been with the character written. Is he's very capable. I mean, the way he kidnaps the kid and sets the bomb, and I mean, there's some training there. There's definitely a skill set that mm-hmm that one would have to have as a green beret to, to, to know that he had to be good at what he does. And again, here's where the movie starts to lose music after the bridge is they come to the coast. And then again, a lot of conveniences start yep. to happen, which I, I, I hate to use that word convenience, but that's, that's what it is, is a con- con- convenience is, and Netflix keeps falling into the same traps over and over with all the, most of their films, start out okay. Okay. You know, I thought this movie started out well with giving you a bunch of visual clues without spoon-feeding you what you needed to know about the characters. Oh, the movie gets worse when it stops raining. Well, the, the most like 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 most Netflix movies, they get worse as it goes on. It's just Netflix has a way of starting strong and then ending incredibly weak. I mean, we see it with tons of comedies all, yep. all the time. Is we get good visual cues as to who these characters are and what their motivation is in the beginning without being spoon fed anything. And I like that. I'm a big fan of not spoon feeding information to people and making yeah, they them, just go right to the story and making them work for it. moves right along. Yep. And then it kind of loses. It, it, I don't understand where the, the disconnect different directors are making these movies. It's not, it's not like the same directors are making the same Netflix movie. Like they hire different True. people to do this. So, <laughs> Where is the disconnect? Is it Netflix that is the disconnect? Is it, is it the studio that is the disconnect here? Maybe it's the editing process. How do you mean? Well, because think about it, right? They are being made by different people, right? Uh-huh. Maybe they're getting edited by the same people. Oh, that's a good point, actually. And the same, that's actually a good point. Is maybe they do have in in house editors? Yeah, just and maybe that's why them. things keep ending up similar because the editor has a has an idea of what needs to be in movies and what doesn't, and then it just keeps circling back to the same thing. That could be a thing if they use the same in-house, like each day have like a bunch of teams that just go from yep. movie to movie to movie to movie to show to show to show. That could actually be a thing. I mean, that's very, given how Netflix is its own entity. That'd be very Netflixy. Yeah, you probably, you might actually be right about that. I, I've looked into that, who is the editor for all these things. But Matt Evans and Paul Tothill are the editors for this one. Tothill. So, I mean, Here's where we sit then, and it's – but the strength of a, of a movie like Lou is a small cast, not a lot going on, 
So you really have the time and energy to focus in on these few characters, their story, their motivations. Mm-hmm. And we don't get that. You know, is well in the parts that we do, just they don't do it very well. <laughs> it seems like the explanation when when we get to the cave is just kind of shoehorned in. Oh yeah, they're just like they wanted to beat you over the head with it. So that's what I don't understand is why they just shoehorn this crap in. Is it doesn't seem like it's naturally would have come out. It doesn't. I don't understand how. I don't understand how that woman lives on that island next to those people without ever revealing anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a tough thing to believe, but you know, if you think that one of them's a spy, you could see something like that coming through. It's not entirely unbelievable. It's just not super believable. Do you understand what I mean? It's not an impossible, but it's unlikely. It's an extremely unlikely scenario. <laughs> extremely yeah. unlikely scenario that would have to come up, come about. Um, so, I mean, that's just the whole thing is when we get to the cave, things really hit the fan with, oh, of course, we were meant to believe that. And, oh, yeah, of course. Like the, the, This whole political plot with the guy who's actually kidnapped the kid is actually Lou's son. Mm-hmm. And they're both wanted for things that happened in South America and the CIA. And it's just uh, Iran and Iran and Iran. OK, yeah, I don't want to say South America. You're right. Iran. For you know, he's wanted for crimes against humanity, being a really awful person. She's and, wanted for disclosing secrets, blackmailing other CIA people, but for good reasons. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's no, her reasons work, but it's yeah. just it's very convenient that they're that the the mother son duo here. So they're all connected via fam, via familial connections ties. Yes. So it just. That's the whole thing that gets me is what are the what are the odds? What are the odds of that happening? Unlikely. Very. So let's talk about right where we stop right here then is the plot gets to be a whole lot more convoluted, unnecessarily convoluted. When they had the setup of a father, a disgruntled father kidnaps his daughter and then tries to make tries to get away with her and disappear off the off the grid so he can spend more time with his daughter. Fine. That's the story. Why you had to throw all this other stuff in? You didn't. I'm not sure why. Somebody thought it was clever. Well, someone thought that the last four seconds of the movie would be clever, and it just wasn't. Sure not. It just, you know, especially with the sheriff, especially with the sheriff, like, being as closely tied to these people as he wants. Like, he, he would have definitely been filled in, or at least figured out why they're there. I mean, any sheriff worth, worth his, his or her salt would have figured it out by now who that woman is. Sure. At least I think so. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But well, I mean, he seems mostly capable, right? Right, and it's he's asking all the right questions. He's just getting no answers. Yeah, that's the thing. And it comes with the with the with the whole thing, like why Lou is so insistent that he she get rent. She has no she has no intention of collecting it. No, not she, at all. She she just wants. She just wants Hannah to bring it in the house so Hannah finds what she wants her to find. Yep, on the table inside the house. Of course, right, of course. Someone who has done something terrible to themselves. So I get that whole angle of it, and I I get the whole, there's, you know, but then for the daughter to be like, when Hannah asks her daughter, why do you like Lou? She's kind of an asshole. She's like, I don't know. I feel connected somehow. Like, come on. Like, so on the nose. And I just, does it have to be that on the nose? And like the whole dog. Well, thing. for Netflix, it did. Sure, but 
Did, did we also need the dog to be part of this? I like the dog. Jax? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like the dog? But does is Jax being in the movie do anything for the to move the plot forward in any way? Um, not really, but he is useful. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. He is definitely useful. Um, but it's the whole thing. I think the dog has to be in the plot for the kid. I think that's the only reason why the dog's there is because kids like dogs. Sure, and, and that has, dog likes blood. And it has, yeah, yeah, and it has to be a reason for the the kid to like Lou is because she also likes the dog. Is I like the dog, so I like Lou too. Well, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how it, that's a kid's thought process. If yep. you like someone's dog, you like them too. So yep. sure. So um, I'm not quite sure how spoilery you want to get about the end, but. Um, well, I mean, we we can just leave it as it is, um, and just say that if you make it to the end, you you won't be surprised by anything that happens because I sure wasn't. I actually think the, whole, the ending is the worst, by far the worst part of this movie. Well, it's not great. It's not and great. It's, yeah. And I almost, I almost wanted after this plays out, the, all the all the White House stuff plays out. I almost wanted the sheriff when he he when he very obviously interrupts. The, the CIA talking to Hannah's character or Hannah when he very obviously is happy to interrupt whatever's going on there is whenever he leaves, he, you know, after they talk about, after they talk about her, you know, see, I don't understand. So he says to, 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 to Hannah, he says, Oh, the, um, the, the eulogy at the, at the funeral was great. Like, does he, yeah. does, but there was, there was obviously no body. Nope, sure wasn't. You know, I, I kind of wanted the cheeky because the the sheriff has been cheeky up to that point. Yep. And the cheeky response would have been, when you see her, give her my best. And then he just smiles and walks out because he knows mm-hmm. she's... I mean, like, that would have made that, that last four seconds make a whole lot more sense. And it would have given weight to the sheriff and what he knew to show us that he wasn't was not an idiot. I really wish they'd they'd gone that, but that's that's almost kind of like born identity, kind of. That's like you know, it's too bornish, it's too, it's too clever, it's too clever for Netflix. I think honestly, I think it's too clever. Well, for it's too clever for Netflix, and definitely too clever for this movie. Well, the, it hadn't earned that up no, to that point. Not at all. Because you, no one, are you? How does not one of those characters talk about the fact there was no body for her? Like, how Just. do you? How do you only in a script does, does does that happen? You know, only in the script does that happen. So you're very aware you're watching a movie when killed, washed away by the storm. Wow, that's it. That's no, how you I mean, do it. They wouldn't have. The CIA would not have given up so easily. They would have been like, no, no body. She's not dead. Find her. Find the remains. You know, they 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 they'd have had dive teams everywhere. They'd have had a hundred different people on the island looking for her. Nah, um, probably not. You don't think so? Nah, I don't think so. Given given what she knew, they wouldn't have wanted to confirm the dead. Mm, nah, because the way it goes down, it's semi believable if you saw it happen. I mean, fine. That's 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 fair, I guess. Um, I guess overall impression of this movie is for me, it starts stronger than it ends. It starts yep. a whole lot stronger than it ends. And by the end of it, I was kind of glad it was over. Um, I didn't have that bad of a feeling about it. Now, listen, this movie's not great, but we've seen a lot worse Netflix movies recently. So I was just happy that this one wasn't as bottom of the barrel, 
You know what I mean? Sure. Um, that being said, you want you want us to roll into scoring it? Yeah, I mean, might as well. There's not much. To, there's not a whole lot more. To, I mean, this no, is it's very, pretty straightforward yeah, plot. No real surprises. Some unnecessary plot shenanigans, but whatever. I mean, this movie, it's a five. It's just average. Um, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot worse stuff. Allison Janney is believable in this role. The plot, however, is a bit unbelievable, period. Um, I did appreciate that somebody bit a chunk out of somebody else's hand. Oof. <laughs> Looks bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this is average. Just an average movie. I agree. About a five is, I think, where it sits. It's I can recommend it to someone. Allison Janney is great. Um, Journey Smollett is she's not as strong as she as she has been in the past. I thought the little girl was great. Yeah, she's um, fine. I'm not quite sure why. I'm not quite sure why we got the scene with the butterfly. I'm still nope. trying to figure that out because I mean, at that point when he when when he crushes the butterfly with his hand, and his daughter sees it, his daughter already knows he's a shitbag. Yep. Like it's not like she hasn't figured out that she's being kidnapped. So, and she's a smart little girl too. So there's a lot of, I, I think just that one scene in particular, and there's a couple other scenes that are completely unnecessary or could have been changed in different ways to serve a different purpose. Mm-hmm. So, but when you can say that about a movie, you can't score it above a certain number because it just doesn't deserve it. But I think a five is where it sits. Allison Janney's very good. Um, a lot about this movie is okay. It just, it ends pretty weak. And it's was, never more than okay. Yeah. Which, I don't know why Netflix is okay with that <laughs> because <laughs> lately that's all been as long as it's okay. If, if it's okay, that's fine. I mean, like you can't possibly release some of this stuff without being very aware that all you have is an okay product at best. So I, that's just my thing is I guess if they're not worried about theatrical release, then they're not worried about making a better cut of what they already have. But And they are not worried about that. They are not. So I mean, I, there's not I, there's not a whole lot more I want to say about this one. Um, you, if this you're you're either in by a movie, you know, taken from the other side with Allison Janney and Liam Neeson, you're you're either in or you're out. There's not going to be any in between at that at that point. Yep. So I I feel I feel very confident in giving it a five, which is quite a bit lower than the Rotten Tomatoes, but. Yeah. Hey. All right, Roger. Thank you for joining me again for this evening. This yes. has this has been episode two ninety eight B of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday and Friday at five a.m. on the podcasters of your choice of the following five: Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Check out, the, send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're talking about Smile and the greatest beer run ever. With our boy Zach Efron and all his abdominal muscles. All of the abdominal muscle, muscles. Yes. All of them. <laughs> <laughs>